Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today pre-market podcast coming at you on Wednesday, 27th of September. And I went to bed last night saying to my colleagues, oh, could tonight be the night, the night of a precipitous moment? I'm getting that tingling feeling. It wasn't last night, but I am loving some of the journalists' adjectives on the stock market reports today. Dow tumbles as rate scare extends October sell-off. VIX surges as S&P 500 plummets. Any journalist who uses the word surge ought to be taken out and surgically removed from the industry. VIX surges as S&P 500 plummets. Same goes for plummets. And Dow Jones nears 200-day moving average. Wall Street pounded. Oh, they found a new adjective. As investors grapple with higher rates. S&P 500 slumps. Slumps. That's so 1990s. Slumps to more than three-month low as tech slides as rates bite. S&P 500 grapples with resistance level influenced by Federal Reserve's inflation strategy. Main point of all this is that the higher for longer mantra coming out of the Fed last week is still settling into the market. And this is a little bit of a lesson I would just pass on that significant macro events, be that a high or low inflation number or a jobs number or an RBA meeting or not an RBA meeting or an FOMC meeting, Federal Reserve meeting, anything that is a fairly significant event. And last week's message from the Fed that rates are going to stay up probably until the end of next year, those sort of messages do take a while to filter into the market. So even if you get a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, you never catch the knife. You go in the same direction on the first day because the likelihood is it sets off a bit of a trend. And that's certainly what's happened on higher for longer. We are still coming to terms with it. And bond yields in the US 16 or is it now 17 year high? They just are not letting up. Weren't up much overnight. 1.2 basis points on the 10 year, 0.4 basis points on the two year in the U- in the US. But staying up is the point and not helped today by a 1.72% rise in the oil price and a 0.8% rise in Brent. I was talking yesterday to John Abernathy, long time, very experienced fund manager and economist. And we were talking about what could possibly kick off the next bull market. And one of the suggestions was the end of the Ukraine war, which both of us agreed was probably very unlikely. But the point being that if you suddenly saw the oil price fall, then higher for longer probably weakens, in which case the peak on rates will probably come a bit quicker. And if you take the flip side of that, the mere fact the oil price is staying up, clearly the Saudis want it higher for longer. That means bond yields are going to stay higher for longer because inflation is going to stay higher for longer. So the oil price becoming quite a pivotal daily data point for us to watch and up today. So markets down last night. Dow Jones down 388. At one point, it was down 437. The Nasdaq down 1.57%. And you probably saw Amazon down 4% overnight. One of the headlines is Amazon faces landmark monopoly lawsuit by FTC. Not helping today as well is another rise in the US dollar index up 0.17%. That doesn't help commodity prices. Although metal prices didn't do much overnight. Copper and nickel and zinc down. Aluminium up. Not so flash on the commodity front was BHP and Rio down 2% and one. 
1.68% in the US overnight. And that matched falls in a lot of other resources stocks, except for the oil stocks overnight in the US. Every stock in the FANG, all the tech stocks, in other words, down overnight. Apart from Amazon, you've got Alphabet down 2.1%, Apple down 2.3%, Oracle down 3.2%, Microsoft down 1.7%. Financials down as well in the US, Wells Fargo down 2.2%, Morgan Stanley down 1%, Citigroup down 2%. We have the results season for the US coming up at the end of the quarter, which is the end of this week. The results will be not the week after, I think the week after that. So that is going to become a focus soon. And I can tell you, investment banks have been pushing on the end of a string trying to get activity out of this equity market. So they usually lead off. I'm not sure they're going to be too upbeat. Iron ore price on the nose as well overnight, down 1.8% ahead of this holiday in China. Starts on Friday 29th. They're off for a week. Most of the markets are shut. And one of the newswires is saying that that's a positive. (laughs) Stops stops the iron ore price falling even further. Concerns in the iron ore market are obviously the Chinese property market, a lack of stimulatory measures to revive the economy, and weak steel demand, as well as, they say, traders booking profits in iron ore ahead of the upcoming holidays in China. So iron ore price, depends which contract you look at, but iron ore price down 1.8%. Going nowhere, another good reason not to hold BHP or Fortescue at the moment, which we don't. In other not-so-fabulous news, quite a bit of that around at the moment, the not-so-fabulous news. Lithium down 1.74%, down again, and lithium stocks overseas getting hit quite hard once again. One day, the lithium price will turn around. When it does, there are some real bargains. One of the most obvious ones I wrote up in our newsletter yesterday is Allchem, $8.85 billion company, PE of 10.6 times, has dropped from $17 to $11.67 in a very short period of time is 131% below its intrinsic value, according to Reuters. And four brokers had research out yesterday, the average target price 48.5% above the current share price. So when lithium turns, there will be plenty of stocks to buy, including Allchem. No change in the uranium price that I can see overnight. You probably saw yesterday uranium stocks flying again. And I know Paladin has come up from, what is it, 60 cents to a dollar eight. Prior to Fukushima, it was trading at $4. And I'll give you a quote from Finland's Green Party. A third of Finland's electricity is generated by nuclear power. So they are leading the world in nuclear reliance. Last year, they categorized nuclear power as a form of sustainable energy. And here is the quote. I'm very happy and proud. This is a historical moment in the history of the Green Movement, as we are the first Green Party in the world to officially let go of anti-nuclearism. There you go. And other European nations quickly followed Belgium, Spain, Sweden supporting nuclear energy. Uranium on the rise. Uranium price up 20% year to date. Supply is down 25% since 2016. Cameco has the biggest mine, the Cigar Lake mine. It's having production problems. And this was the bit I didn't really get to 
excited about. The World Nuclear Association has predicted that demand for uranium used in nuclear reactors will surge, surge, same journalist is writing about uranium now, will surge 28% by 2030. That doesn't seem like a lot to me. Anyway, still plenty of action in uranium, one of the few positive trades in our market at the moment. What else can I tell you? Our market was down 38 yesterday. Worst, it was down about 52, but it didn't resurrect itself as it had done earlier this week for a couple of days. The ASX 200 futures today down 24. So we're set for a fairly shabby day once again today, probably led lower once again by resources. And on this higher for longer theme, probably led lower by tech as well. Give you a few of the headlines apart from Amazon facing landmark monopoly lawsuit. ASX to fall after New York sell-off CPI data pending. We have a CPI number today, 1130. Looking for a headline number of 5.2% up from 4.9% thanks to a 9% rise in the gasoline. It's not a gasoline price in Australia. It's the petrol price in Australia. 10-year Treasury bond yields hit multi-year highs. US dollar at 10-month high. Yen weakens amid intervention watch. Some suggestion the Bank of Japan is going to step in to support the yen. A few headlines about the likelihood of a government shutdown and how that might affect the US credit rating. Won't have much of an effect on the economy, though. Not a good look, though, is it? US consumer confidence dives to four-month low. Home sales tumble. Fed's cash carry a Fed governor. So Fed speak comment. 40% chance of needing meaningfully higher rates. Cash is obviously short equities. Open AI at boosted valuation in talks to sell existing shares to investors. Ooh, open AI trying to crystallize value at these prices. You know, the usage of chat GPT has been dropping for four months now. And my daughter in London sent me her CV written with AI. And I told her it's insulting to send anything to anybody written with AI. I'm not sure Skynet is going to dominate the world if it continues to be so predictably boring. Major China Evergrande creditor group to seek liquidation if no new debt plans soon. Chinese property doesn't get any better. And finally, oil prices rebound on worries about tight supply. And that, of course, is the key to the market at the moment. Higher oil prices, higher interest rates, lower equities. Another good day to be in cash, which we are in all our active portfolios. That's about that. I'll be back with the members podcast midday. There are some good brokers ideas around at the moment, I have to tell you. I'm not sure in this market I'm looking to buy anything, but more of those in the members podcast around midday. That's about it. Have a good morning.